Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. So today we are going to be talking about the Marvel uh, Studios Phase 4 slate and kind of talking about, um, you know, the movies, what I think is going to happen in them, and, and just, just, just have a big conversation because let's be honest here, we haven't sat down and talked Marvel MCU stuff um, pretty in-depthly in a while because we haven't had a actual movie come out in a while, and I don't count the Disney Plus shows because, you know, they're smaller scale, um, and in my opinion, all of them so far have been very disappointing, uh, to say the least, at least for my opinion, because, you know, back when, um, we talked about Marvel stuff, uh, when the podcast began pretty much through to Endgame, you know, it might've seemed like I was all up and, you know, like, oh, I love Marvel, Marvel's so great and stuff, but guys, I can criticize Marvel, you know, even other than Captain Marvel, like Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision to me were both very... You know, they started off very strong, but they lost steam, especially towards the end of the uh, season, because by the time we got to the end of the season, I didn't really care about what was going on. Like, sure, some things are interesting, but the final battles and everything were just boring to me. You know, I just didn't really care about the buildup and everything, so I was just like, okay, so this shit's boring. Um, But I will say, though, when it comes to the movies, however, Marvel Studios can really nail down on the movie side of things. And I don't even know if I'm going to be purchasing a Disney Plus subscription again to watch Loki. I might just wait until Black Widow comes out and and get it um, on the premiere access because, let's be real here, I don't really care about Loki. I will probably end up just watching spoiler reviews on it because I don't want to take the time and the money to watch something that, and quite frankly, I'm not going to be that interested in. I was never a huge Thor fan. I thought the Thor movies were pretty good, um, mainly the first two, and I know a lot of people are still questioning how I like, you know, Dark World over Ragnarok, but I do, um, but I'm just not a huge fan, and I'll just end up seeing what everybody else says about it, so that's fine with me. I'm not gonna, you know, go and watch, uh, Loki unless there's something in these reviews or whatever that pushed me to go and watch the entire series, um, but at some point down the line, I'll probably end up checking it out, just not when it's, you know, brand spanking new, because all I really care about is, you know, because I wanted to buy some Discovery Plus and watch some Ghost Adventure episodes and stuff, so... I'm not, I'm not going to be watching Loki, um, is basically what I'm saying, so if you're expecting any Loki reviews and stuff, don't expect it from me, just watch it somewhere else, or listen about it somewhere else, but anyways, let's get into the Phase 4 slate, so coming in at the first movie this year is going to be Black Widow in July, I'm not going to put up, like, the exact dates or stuff, because, you know, you can go look up, I'm just going to talk about each movie, the month that they come out, and, like, um, you know, what I think is going to happen in them. So, for Black Widow, this is a movie that should have been out, like, in 2020. This movie should have came out last uh, May. So, this movie is going to be over a year past its initial release date when it finally comes out. And I... The, the hype for me has died for this movie, okay? And, and there's a good reason why, and that's the fact that... <laughs> there's been a year delay... Trying to advertise Black Widow and get my, you know, hype up without seeing new scenes is pretty uh, ridiculous. There is two reasons I'm excited for this movie. Getting a Black Widow movie, which I literally was hoping they would do in the first uh, phase of Marvel, but they didn't. Um, so I really was hoping for that. But um, I'm excited for Black Widow finally getting her own movie, which granted I think is really late and a lot of people aren't going to care about it so much because it's, you know, we know Black Widow dies in uh, Endgame. But that and uh, Taskmaster, my favorite Marvel villain of all time in the comics, which 
Some people are probably like, how the fuck's that even possible? But he is. So Taskmaster and Black Widow uh, are really the two reasons I'm gonna watch this movie. Like, Red Guardian, okay, cool. Like, I get the, you know, whole, you know, comic reference and, you know, uh, his character in the comics, which is really weird because they were married in the comics, but they're taking more of, like, a father role this time around. And, like, you know, we get some, you know, new characters, like Black Widow's quote-unquote sister and her mother. So, you know, it's pretty interesting to just, you know, see that, you know, obviously there's going to be a family dynamic in the movie, but I'm very interested to see what the story of this movie is. Like, is it a, like, finalization arc to, you know, Black Widow's character? Because here's the thing, right? Black Widow is one of the only Avengers other than Hawkeye to have his own film, or to have their own film. And Hawkeye's getting a Disney Plus series, which I think is great, and we know that uh, Haley Steinfeld's gonna be in it, and that's awesome, because I, I love Haley Steinfeld as an actor, she played in Bumblebee, or an actress, uh, she played in Bun- Bumblebee, she played in a few other movies I really did enjoy, so I like her, and I think that she's a good role for Kate Bishop, but when it comes down to it, um, you know, Hawkeye's getting uh, his own show, and he's still alive, so obviously that's gonna take place in more of, like, the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and, of course... You know, when it uh, comes down to, like, Black Widow, it looks like with Marvel right now, they're going back to more of, like, the Earth realm or the Earth-based Marvel movies right now. Because, you see, after something like Endgame that took place with time travel and, like, other galaxies and space and cosmic shit um, in the quantum realm, it's a very good way to start off Phase 4 very much in the, like, the Earth, right? Basically, simple you know, making it simplistic, you know, earthly problems and stuff, I mean, WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Spider-Man, um, Shang-Chi, um, Black Widow, like, these movies, uh, will be, and and shows are all basically earth-based, um, earth-based, uh, parts in this timeline, which I think it's good to go back to more of a grounded approach to Phase 4, because, We've dealt with a lot of cosmic shit going into Infinity War Endgame, so it's it's a good time to bring things more back down to an earthly level, in my opinion, um, and then build up from there. So, with Black Widow, there's not much to really talk about. We've talked about Black Widow already, like, a year ago, so I don't really have any more stuff to include on it, just that I'm excited for, you know, Black Widow getting her own movie and watching it for Taskmaster, and just seeing how that goes and how that fits into the overall MCU. <laughs> so that I am excited for. Shang-Chi, though... Is really interesting. I watched the trailer and I loved it. I really did. And here's the thing: a lot of you may not know this, but I actually, as a kid, I was very infatuated with kung fu shows and movies. I used to watch like the animated Jackie Chan series back when they had it years ago. I don't mind kung fu movies at all. I'm actually uh, quite a fan of them. I just don't watch them nearly as much as other things because, you know. I was more of a kung fu fan as a younger child, and I think Marvel adding in kung fu is honestly perfectly good and actually needed because the only way you really got any of that was like Iron Fist and Daredevil, but even that I wouldn't consider kung fu because Daredevil's more of like a boxer type mentality when he fights, mixing it in with some martial arts, but then you have, you know, um, Danny Rand who is martial arts, but, you know, it's just not as good. So, Shang-Chi looks really fucking awesome, and I can't wait to watch that movie. I'm really excited to see what they do with that film as a whole, because, you know, Shang-Chi is, you know, he's not a character I'm very, you know, I'm not very, uh... 
how do I put it? I'm not very um well versed with his character. I don't know his character very well. I wasn't a Shang-Chi fan. I didn't read his comics or anything. So the character is relatively new to me, but I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with him though, because I think watching something new brought to the table is very helpful and needed. So I am excited to see what they do with Shang-Chi, but I just don't think that Shang-Chi is going to be something that I am um, super overly, like, you know, into. I mean, I think I'm gonna enjoy the movie, but I don't think Shang-Chi's gonna be, like, my top 10 favorite heroes after his movie. I think his movie, though, will definitely make me excited to see what they can do with kung fu stuff in the future, and it's also a nice change-up from what we're used to seeing in Marvel. So, you know, watching the trailer and stuff, it looks really interesting. I'm really excited to see what they're gonna do with it, and... That's really all I have to say about it. I mean, I don't know much about the character, so I can't really dive into that or the Mandarin, but, you know, I'm I'm just excited to see what they do with it. So, moving into the next movie, The Eternals, this is another franchise that I don't really know much about The Eternals. I mean, literally, when it comes to Marvel Comics, I know the basic superheroes, right? Thor, Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow... Hawkeye on the lesser end of things, uh, Hulk, Wolverine, you know, Deadpool, I mean, there, there are, you know, certain characters I know very well, and then there are other characters I have no fucking idea who they are, such as the Eternals, so this is another one of those things where I'm very interested in seeing what it, you know, what these characters are about, and like, what their story is about, because I have no idea who the Eternals are, um, the question is, though, will the trailer make me interested enough to see this movie? Because Shang-Chi, I'm sold on watching. Black Widow, I'm obviously sold on. Spider-Man, which we'll get to in a minute, obviously sold on. But when it comes down to this movie, I'm not so sure. So the trailers are going to have to really bring something for me to grasp a hold of. Because if they don't bring the Eternals into into light and have me so excited to, to watch this movie, I don't know how I'm going to be, you know, it, how I would be able to pay money to watch it if I'm not going to be excited about it. So, the point is, they need to show something interesting in these trailers to get me to watch this movie. So this one, I'm interested to see what they're bringing, but I'm not going to necessarily watch it unless they actually give me some good reasoning. So, that's the Eternals. Um, Shang-Chi, by the way, I believe comes out in um, September, I believe, is when Shang-Chi comes out for the month. And then I believe Eternals is in November. Now December, my most anticipated movie out of the entire phase, and I don't even have to wait more than, not even a year, more like half a year to see it, coming out on December 17th, and this one I remember on the dot because this, like I said, this is the movie I'm ready for, Spider-Man No Way Home. My fucking gosh. So, Spider-Man's third movie in his trilogy is coming up, and I am fucking hyped, guys. Like, I cannot tell you guys how excited I am for this movie. So, the thing with Spider-Man No Way Home is this is the movie that I have the most information on. So, this movie we all know. We all know it's going to be a live-action Spider-Verse movie. Including Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield... Jamie Foxx's Electro, and Alfred Molina, he even came out and said that they were going to de-age him as uh, Doc Ock. 
This movie is literally everything that us Spider-Man fans want, or should want. Raimi fans, Garfield fans, um, oh, Maguire, Garfield fans, and Holland fans. Now, me personally, I am not one of these Spider-Man fans, and I know, I know there's a lot of Spider-Man fans out there that literally are die-hard on one version of the character. I enjoy every version of Spider-Man that has existed. I do not, like, yes, I have my favorites. I think Tom Holland, in terms of um, a character that embodies Peter Parker and Spider-Man well, I think Tom Holland does it best. I think Andrew Garfield, though, plays a very great Spider-Man, and I think Tobey Maguire plays a very great Peter Parker, but, you know, in terms of, you know, which character nostalgically hits me, obviously it's Maguire, but then... I also really love Garfield because, okay, Garfield's Spider-Man with Oscorp and everything that they literally could have set up with the Sinister Six and stuff, there was a lot of potential with Garfield's franchise. The first Amazing Spider-Man movie, I love. This movie is, I think, the one Spider-Man movie that I actually, like, when I watch it, I actually get, like, a good satisfaction from watching the movie. Because, like, Spider-Man 2, we can all agree, is, like, the best Spider-Man film of all time, even though it's cheesy and stuff. But, I love The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Sure, the suit was a little bit odd, but I loved that movie. There was something about that movie that I just loved. I don't know what it was, but the first one, I loved to death. It was the second one where it was like, what the fuck are you doing with this franchise? Like, why are, like, The, the, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a fucking mess. Um, but I do think that the first one was really good. And I don't blame Andrew Garfield for the way that Tasm turned out. Because Tasm was not a terrible franchise from the start. It was the sequel that got fucked up with too many villains and subplots and everything. Right? Now, the thing is, is like... Like, I love Tom Holland, but the problem with Tom Holland's Spider-Man is... And, and this is the reason I think I least enjoy watching his movies is that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is literally outshadowed by Iron Man. That is the simple reason why Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the most boring one to me. I Like I said, I enjoy all these characters and all these Spider-Mans because they all fill a role. Tom Holland plays the best... Like, his performance as Peter and Spider-Man is the best out of all three, but Maguire is the most nostalgic one, playing in the best Spider-Man film of all time, in my opinion, and in most people's opinion. But Andrew Garfield, I think, played a very great Spider-Man, and the first Amazing Spider-Man was a great film. Like, if I had to rate the Amazing Spider-Man film, it would be along, like, that top three, top four Spider-Man film, because I enjoyed that movie a lot. The main problem when it comes to these Spider-Man films is that... You know, when people talk about Maguire, they talk about Garfield, or they talk about Holland, they all are very, you know, people are very biased to one. And I think they all do something great, and all the Spider-Man franchises that they've had have been great in their own ways. But when it comes to Maguire's, uh, Maguire's there for nostalgia, Garfield's there basically for that first movie where he really shined. I think that first movie had a lot of good questions there, a lot of good answers and setup, and I, I, I don't know. I like that version of Spider-Man. It was a little bit more grittier in some sense. But the problem with uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the fact that Iron Man creates most of his villains, um, and his, his Spider-Man, to me, just seems like... I don't know. He, first of 
of all, the web slinging through the city. I think that's one thing with also Hall and Spider-Man that they really have failed the nail. You see, Maguire and Garfield's Spider-Man swing around New York. That was cool. Those swinging around the city scenes made those movies so cool. Now, Holland doesn't really swing around the city of New York. You get to see a little bit of it at the end of Far From Home. But dude, we need more of that. We need more of Spider-Man swinging around the city. There was not enough of that in the MCU. So I think that they need to add more of that. So, what do I think, though, about this Spider-Man uh, movie coming up? I think a lot of fans are going to be excited. You know, Maguire and Holland have both been denying being in this movie, but, I mean, we all know that they're in this movie. Like, you can't hide that fact. We know that they're in the movie. Literally, there have been too many scoops, and, and, and even as somebody that I listened to from Comic Book Cast 2, which is you should go subscribe to them on YouTube, because they keep up with Marvel stuff like crazy, even better than I do. He has an insider that's talking about, like, there's big shit for this movie. And basically, you know, that uh, Garfield and Maguire are in the damn thing. So that's that's great news. Um, the problem is, is to what extent, right? Because if you get your hopes up that you're going to see Maguire or Garfield in this movie the entire way through, you're probably going to get disappointed. I don't think that they're going to be in the entire movie. I think they'll either come in there at the very end or at the least, they will be all included in the third act. But I don't think for the first two acts, you're going to really see them. Another thing with this movie for Daredevil fans, including myself, that is also in here is that Daredevil's supposed to make an appearance. Now, I think it's going to be more like Matt Murdock, the uh, lawyer slash attorney, is going to make an appearance. Not so much Daredevil. But I do think that, you know, this would be really good to introduce the Netflix characters into the MCU and be like, yeah, it's canon. Because here's the thing. To say that those Marvel Netflix shows were not canon, to me, just feels kind of disingenuous. And then it makes those, you know, those stories just seem kind of sidelined, and I don't like that. It's like, you should make those, like, mainline canon shows. You should. But they didn't. So, I don't know what they were doing with that. But basically, though, Spider-Man Far From Home, or Far From... No Way Home is the one that I'm most excited for, obviously. I'm a Spider-Man fan, but they, they just have a lot of shit going on in this movie. You got Spider-Verse, you got fucking Daredevil. I mean, dude, you got just so much shit going on. Like, old villains returning. I mean, come on. Th th this movie's literally set up to succeed. Like, easy. And it's around the holiday season. Best holiday gift? Go see this fucking movie. So, moving on to the next piece, or the, uh, the next movie... So, we, of course, will move into 2022 now, and I believe the first movie is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, we know that this is obviously going to include the multiverse. We know that Wanda Maximoff, or the Scarlet Witch, will be in this movie as well. So, we know that, um, and that's really about all we know at this point for that movie. I am excited for this movie, though. They were also talking about some horror elements for this movie, because Raimi, Sam Raimi, is going to be directing it, and I was like... Fucking let's go. This movie's gonna be dope as shit. I'm like, that's one of my more excited movies as well for this phase. Like, I'm excited for Black Widow, but not nearly some of these other movies. Shang-Chi, I think, is gonna be cool. The Eternals, I'm a little bit skeptical on. Um, and, but with this movie, though, I am really excited. Then we have Thor Love and Thunder, and that's supposed to come out, I believe, May of 2022. And I'm like, okay, 
So, we have uh, Thor coming out, but we know Jane Foster is going to be in it as, like, she Thor, um, or female Thor, um, and I believe this will have Guardians in it, maybe? I don't know. Like, there's been a lot of rumors between the Guardians will or will not be in this, um, and we'll get to that later. Um, but, so there's, uh, there's that coming out, that'll be May, and then I believe the next movie's Ant-Man Quantanama, I think? That's the next movie. Um, now, when we get further along into this, I'm going to not really remember the months and, and so much which one comes which, but that one's going to have to do with Kang the Conqueror, who's literally a time traveler, so more time travel shit going on um, in Marvel. So that's going to be really interesting. And I don't know how they're going to deal with Kang, because we're talking about Ant-Man, who's literally one of the smaller characters and is a comedy character fighting against a guy that can literally time travel. So I got no idea what's going on with that. We also have Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is another movie that there's not a lot of information about quite yet because it's not till like next year. But it's really going to be interesting because we know obviously Chazwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. You know, rest his soul. So I'm, I don't know what they're going to do for that. If they're going to, you know, I think his sister's taking the mantle or whatever. So I don't know what's going on with Black Panther 2. But I do know that that movie is one I'm going to want to see very well. Um, but I'm waiting for more of like a plot synopsis and stuff. Because obviously, depending on the plot synopsis and what happens in the movie will determine if I'm super interested in seeing it or not. Um, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to what they are or are not going to do for that movie to make uh, me interested in seeing it. But I'm obviously going to watch it. I just, I want to know what the villain is and like where they're going with that story as well. And then a lot of these movies later on in the list here, it, there's a lot more unknowns to them. Um, so moving on from Black Panther... Moving on from Ant-Man, um, going into, tw I, th I think 2023, I think is where we're starting to head into now, um, oh, what were the 2023 movies? I know, oh, oh yeah, so we, we do have another, um, Captain Marvel film coming, so it's called The Marvels, which is gonna include Captain Marvel, Maria Rambeau, and Miss Marvel, and I believe they're doing a Miss Marvel Disney Plus show. So will that come before or after the movie? I'm not entirely sure. But so here's here's the thing with this movie, right? As we all know, I have a specific feeling about Captain Marvel, right? We all know that's that's just there. Like I just don't care about Captain Marvel whatsoever. But we have two new characters. We have Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel, and secondly, we have Maria Rambeau, who was introduced in WandaVision. Maria Rambeau's character, I actually do enjoy a lot. Her character was not one of those stuck-up, pushy type of asshole characters like Captain Marvel kind of was, where she just kind of was like, oh, I'm the shit, you know, I'm the strongest Avenger and shit. Like, I didn't like that about Captain Marvel, the fact of her cockiness. What I liked about Maria's character, she was relatable. You got to see, like, her emotion of, you know, coming to the realization that her mother was dead and that she'd been gone for five years. And when she's trying to help Wanda, she shows emotional, you know, um, well, she shows emotions. That's what I like about Maria. So Maria's character, I'm already excited to see in this movie because after getting a glimpse of her through WandaVision, I'm like, this character is going to be really good. You know, like... This character is literally one reason I want to see the movie. 
I don't want to see the movie because of Captain Marvel. Like, I, I could give less of a fuck about Captain Marvel herself. Like, I don't care about her. But Maria Rambo's character, I did like. And how they handled her and actually gave her emotions, unlike Captain Marvel. So I'm very excited to see what, what they do with her character. Miss Marvel, though, is an unknown in this equation. Because I don't know anything about... Well, I, I do know about her character because I did read her comics and stuff. But... I don't know the MCU version of her. Like, you know, we don't know what her personality is going to be like. The adversity, you know, adversity she has to overcome and stuff. Like, we don't, we don't know about that shit yet. So I can't say on behalf of Miss Marvel for the MCU if it's going to be, oh, it's going to be one of those characters. Or, oh, I really like that character and where they're taking that direction. Because Maria Rambeau is one of those characters. I'm like, I like where they're going with her. As long as they keep Maria Rambeau, you know, giving her emotion and making her a good, relatable character, I'll like her character. But if they turn Maria Rambeau into a fucking Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, then I'm going to lose complete and all interest because literally Captain Marvel just seems like one of those characters that just thinks that they're cool shit and that they're the best thing to ever walk the planet. I don't really like that about Captain Marvel, you know? Her movie bored me. Like, it literally bored me. I went to watch it just to watch it. I was not a fan of it. I already did, like, two or three podcasts, like, on that movie, so... But this movie, I do have faith for. I do have hopes and faith for this movie because we got two other characters coming in. So I'm hoping that those two other characters can tone down the cringe of Captain Marvel a little bit. And who knows? They might even make Captain Marvel more likable in this movie. Hopefully, because if they don't, her fucking movies are just going to be cringe and we don't want that. So, but yeah, no, this movie I am looking forward to because of Maria Rambeau and Miss Marvel as of right now. We'll see what I think about her character as Marvel goes on. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, everything's really interesting uh, for that movie. I'm very, like, kind of mixed feelings on, on it all. And then, last but not least, um, I believe they teased the Fantastic Four. So, I don't know. They didn't give out a date or anything, but it's obvious that Fantastic Four is coming later, Phase 4. So, that is obvious that Fantastic Four is coming before the X-Men, which I kind of expected them to do anyways. So, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do. But I have no idea what they're going to do. So, uh, yeah. So, that's really all I got to say. I bet you I probably missed a movie or two in here. Um, I just can't remember them all off the top of my head. But, basically, from 2021 to 2023, we know what Marvel movies we are getting. This is not including Disney Plus stuff. Um, I'm excited for Moon Knight for Disney Plus. She-Hulk I'm excited for as well. There's a lot of Disney Plus projects I am excited for. And due to the fact now that Marvel literally has all this content rolling out, like three to four films a fucking year. I mean, this year we're getting four films, guys. This year we're getting Black Widow. This year we're getting Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man. And then also we've already gotten WandaVision. We've gotten... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we're getting Loki, so there's already been like seven, no, eight Marvel projects, no, seven Marvel projects so far this year for Phase 4, in this year alone, which is fucking incredible, by the way. Now, going into the future years, like, I'm ready for Blade, I don't know when Blade's coming, we know Blade is coming between Phase 4 and 5, 
They might wait till later phase four or phase five for Blade. I'm not sure. But if Blade comes out, it ain't, it's going to be past like 2023 is all I'm going to say. It's either going to be in 2023 or later. So if you're looking for Blade, you still got about two and a half or more years to wait before you even get an announcement for that movie's release date. So just saying for Blade fans, you're going to have to sit in there for a little while. Um, but yeah, so that's all I really wanted to talk about with you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It's actually been a lengthy one. It's been a first time since we've had a good lengthy Marvel podcast. Um, and the main reason obviously is because like, I haven't been keeping up with Marvel as much lately. My, when it comes to my personal life, I'm getting ready for college. Um, I don't know. I've been, I don't know if I got like some health issues or some shit. I've had a lot of like headaches more than normal lately. Um, and chest pain and shit. So I, I don't know what's going on with me personally. But I think, you know, I, I, I have some personal shit I guess I'm dealing with uh, in terms of health, I guess. I'm just going to label that as that for now because I don't know what it is. And I haven't talked to a doctor yet about it, so I haven't, you know, I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I'll probably do one sometime soon again. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.